Two or three weeks ago, on Tuesday night Bible study, we had a stranger drop in. He asked a couple of good questions. And I asked him if he was messianic, and he said he was struggling with reconciling the words of Yeshua with Torah. He asked, for example, about, you know, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but I say. Anyway, the other question this kid asked was, what is this about drinking the blood and eating the flesh? First off, one of the things that I told this young man is I don't see any contradiction between what Yeshua said and what Tanakh says. I am a firm Trinitarian, and I believe he wrote both of them, so he doesn't contradict himself. That's sort of thing one. So let's start with what is the purpose of the sacrifice of Yeshua, the shedding of his blood? Forgive sin. So now, if the purpose of the sacrifice of the Messiah is to forgive sin, and one of the things that I've said many times, and you've all heard this, is there are three orders of priesthood, there are three tables of sacrifice, and there are three venues of sacrifice. And you can get that in the book of Hebrews. The first of them is the order of Levi, or the order of Aaron, and that order of priesthood has the table of sacrifice that are laid out in the Torah, and the venue where they sacrifice is the tabernacle of the temple. And the book of Hebrews explicitly says Yeshua is not authorized to go in there and sacrifice. So then the next order of priesthood is the order of Melchizedek, of which Yeshua, I think, is the only member. The venue for sacrifice of that order of priesthood is the tabernacle in heaven, of which the earthly tabernacle is a copy. Remember when Moses comes down, he's told to make it according to the one you saw in the heaven. You're explicitly making on earth a copy of the heavenly tabernacle. That's what you spent 40 days up there, is looking at the thing and taking measurements and all that kind of stuff. So make the one on earth so it's just like the one in heaven. The one in heaven, the only one authorized to sacrifice in that venue is a priest according to the order of Melchizedek, which is Yeshua. The table of sacrifice that he brings to that altar is his own blood. Now, we've said this many times, there isn't any sacrifice under the Levitical system for willful sin with the possible exception of Yom Kippur once a year. All the other sacrifices are basically for inadvertent sin or for peace offerings or burnt offerings or other things. Most of the offerings are in fact not for sin, most of them for other things. So the only offering for willful sin, the sin of rebellion, or saying to God, I'm not going to do what you told me to do, the only sacrifice that covers that sin is the sacrifice of Yeshua. And that sacrifice is made by a priest according to the order of Melchizedek, and the blood that is shed for that sacrifice is in the tabernacle in heaven of which the earthly one is a copy. The third order of priesthood is the priesthood of all believers. And your authority for that is revelation. By the way, you cannot go to Peter, who says something similar. You cannot go to Hebrews that says something similar. You have to go to Revelation because both Peter and Hebrews say much the same thing, but both Peter and Hebrews are addressed to Hebrews. Israel was taken to be a priesthood and a holy nation. So theoretically, all Israel should be priests. So Peter has got the Hebrew franchise, as does the book of Hebrews, which is addressed to Hebrews. So in the book of Hebrews and Peter's, where he talks about you all being a priesthood, 
that does not necessarily apply to Gentiles. In fact, it doesn't apply to Gentiles. The place to go to get it to apply to Gentiles is Revelation. And we're in Revelation 5, and this is where 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. Ding, 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 ding. New song. They sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom of priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. So that's where you get Gentiles being a priesthood according to a third order of priests. So you got the order according to Aaron, you got the order according to Melchizedek, and then you've got the order of priesthood, which is all believers. And their venue is the temple, which is being made of living stones, us, and the sacrifice that they are authorized to bring is the sacrifice of praise. So now, let's look at the table of sacrifice in the Torah. And there are three categories of sacrifice in the Torah. You've got the burnt offering, the Ola. You've got a sin offering, a Hatat. And then you've got either the peace offering or the thank offering, which are basically the same offering, depending on what your reason for bringing it. You can bring it because you're at peace with God, or you can bring it because you're thankful, but the mechanics of that offering are the same. So let's start with that one. This is a barbecue in the presence of God, and you're specifically commanded to bring an offering that you personally cannot consume all by yourself. And furthermore, you can't have leftovers which means that you have got to bring a crowd with you if you're going to sacrifice a sheep. So it's essentially a barbecue in the presence of God with all your friends. Now, let's skip up to the burnt offering. Nobody eats the burnt offering. And furthermore, what sin does it atone for? Trick question, it doesn't atone for any sins. A burnt offering is simply an offering that you bring. It is entirely consumed on the altar. No one eats it, and it's to say, Everything belongs to God. So that brings us to the third category of offering, which is the sin offering. The priests eat the sin offering, don't they? The one who's making the offering does not eat of it. Your friends and neighbors don't eat of it. The only one who eats the sin offering is the priest. So, what kind of an offering was Yeshua? He was a sin offering, wasn't he? Because his sacrifice serves to take away the sins of the world. Who eats the sin offering? The priest. And we have been made priests according to a third order. So what about the blood? You are specifically not to eat the blood because the life is in the blood. What does the sacrifice of Yeshua and the release of sins make us eligible to be? The life is in the blood and the life that you're going to get is in my blood. And bread and wine, by the way, go way back. Melchizedek, when he comes out to greet Abraham, comes out with bread and wine. You have the butler and the wine steward in Joseph's dreams. I mean, you have bread and wine going through the entire scripture. And what Yeshua does at the end of the day is says, this is what it means. 
Everybody understand it now?